We all would like to think that we know where we are going and how to get there. But at every stage in life, we need divine direction. God has promised to guide us if we simply follow. The fifth and final section of Psalms are referred to as Deuteronomy Psalms because they remind us to keep returning to the truth of God's Word. Join us as we study them with Scott Pauley today. The great difficulty in life is not getting right with God. The great difficulty is staying right with God. To get right with God is actually a very simple thing. It is simply to acknowledge your sin and His mercy. And the moment you look to the Lord, God forgives and God cleanses. Yes, getting right with the Lord is really a very simple process. But for me, I can only testify here, but for me, the great challenge is staying right with the Lord every day, battling this flesh and the world around me, uh, doing battle with the enemy, and staying on the victory side. Would you like to be victorious today? Would you like to stay right with God in a world gone wrong? Well, Psalm 141 will help you do that. Psalm 141 was written by David, and most people believe it was written when he was being driven out of his home, when he was on the run for his life. So here is a man whose life seems to be turned upside down. Everything is coming apart at the seams, and yet when you read Psalm 141, you read the words of a man whose heart is set on God. Uh, who is determined by the grace of Almighty God, he's going to stay right even if everything has gone wrong and everyone does him wrong. How is that possible? Well, let's walk through Psalm 141 and make ourselves a list of ways that we can stay right in a world gone wrong. These are the things that David did. First of all, verse 1, Lord, I cry unto thee. All right, let's stop right there. That's a good, good starting place. Number one, if you want to stay right with God in a world gone wrong, then you must have to stay in prayer. Keep talking to the Lord. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. And then he says in verse 2, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense. You'll remember that in the place of worship, the incense was burnt continuously. This cloud of incense was rising up to God. It was symbolic. It was a picture of prayers being offered up continually to heaven. The idea here is there's continual prayer. Pray without ceasing. Stay in the spirit of prayer. He didn't simply say, I pray occasionally. He says, I'm staying on praying ground. I'm staying in tune with God. I'm staying spiritually in the place where I can pray at any moment. He says, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Uh, there was a, a regularity to this. There was a, a discipline to this. At a set time, there was a sacrifice offered up. And he says, every day I'm just going to worship God. Every day I'm going to praise the Lord. Now, use your imagination for a moment. If David is not at home, he's not near the place of worship. Uh, so this would have meant even more to him, hiding in caves and living in a wilderness, uh, thinking, I can't be there, but I can be in God's presence. I can't offer the incense, but I can talk to the Lord. I I can't be there for the evening sacrifice, but I can lift my hands up to God. Isn't that beautiful? You can pray anywhere, and you should pray everywhere. So if you want to stay right with God in a world gone wrong, number one, continue in prayer. Here's the second thing, verse 3. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. I don't know about you, this is deeply convicting to me. 
He moves from us talking to God to what we're going to say to everybody else. Isn't that where we most often sin? Isn't this where we get ourselves in trouble? Our mouth gets us in such trouble. As a boy growing up, that's where I got most in trouble in school, just talking too much. Not always saying something bad, but just speaking at the wrong time. And you know what I've found as a grown man? That same thing continues to be a great battle for me. You see, this is where we must begin. It's why Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word. The very first thing on the list is word. Why? Because your words tell on your heart. Your mouth tells on you. Your words reveal what's in you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if you want to stay right, not only do you need to continue in prayer, but you need to ask the Lord to set a watch at your mouth, to keep the door of your lips. Guard your tongue. Be careful what you say. Uh, Day by day, if you want to stay right, uh, start by working on your tongue. Remember, this is what pure religion looks like. Read the book of James. This is where real Christianity has to live, and that is that life comes out of your mouth and not death. Uh, That the right things come out and wrong things do not. Uh, That is such a struggle for every one of us. But the Lord can help you. Notice David didn't say he was going to set the watch. He asked the Lord to set the watch. So if you want to stay right, ask God to control your words. Then in verse 4, Incline not my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. If you want to stay right in a world gone wrong, uh, then stay free, unencumbered from the sins of this world. Uh, There's lust, there's fleshly desires, there are things that appeal to the flesh. And he says, I don't want my heart to get set on any of those things. Because I know if my heart gets set on them, I want to practice them. I want to do them. I want to partake of them. So stay as far away from sin as you possibly can. Abstain from the very appearance of evil. In the words of the writer of Proverbs, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. If you want to stay right in a world gone wrong, stay as far away from sin as you can get. Don't live as close to it as you think you can get by with. And then in verse 5, let the righteous smite me. That's something you don't hear every day. It shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. What's he saying? He's saying, Lord, I want to stay so right with you that you correct me whenever you need to correct me through whomever you need to send the correction. In other words, Lord, use anybody to be the messenger to me. Any one of your children, your servants, let them speak to me. By the way, God would answer that prayer in David's life. Do you remember Nathan standing and saying, Thou art the man? You know, you can tell a lot about a person by how they respond to reproof and correction. We all feel good about people and love people when they're telling us good things. But David says, I think the greatest kindness is when they just tell me about my sin. When they tell me not what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. Can I encourage you to surround yourself with those kind of people? If you want to stay right in a world gone wrong, then be willing to receive correction and respond rightly to it. Don't get mad when the preacher preaches on your sin. And don't get upset when a friend calls you out for something that needs to be set right. And don't get your feelings hurt and get offended uh, when the Lord uses somebody to remind you of something in your life that needs corrected. And then he says in verse 6, When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord, in thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. What is, what's he describing in these verses? 
he is trusting that God is going to give victory in the end. Yes, we're in a battle now. Yes, there are enemies in hell. But he says in the end, God's going to take care of all of that. So if you want to stay right in a world gone wrong, you have to continue to exercise faith in God. You have to keep believing, keep trusting, keep depending. That's how the psalm ends. Verse 9 and 10 say, Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. The life of victory has always been and will always be the life of faith. If you want to stay right in a world gone wrong, then here's my advice to you, straight from Psalm 141. Keep praying. Ask God to guard your words powerful and destructive things they can be. Stay as far away from sin as you can get. Surround yourself with the right kind of friends and receive their correction. And then keep your faith in the God who in the end will give the victory. Psalm 141 is such a practical and personal psalm. Meditate on it today and may the Lord help us all to stay right with God in a world gone wrong. If you have been helped by today's Bible study, we would love to hear from you. You may connect with us or access the archive of all of the psalm studies online at scottpauley.org. It is our prayer that the Lord will continue to lead your life and that you will continue to follow. This is the only way to enjoy the journey.